0: We're calling on the greatest power there is. There's no power higher than this kingdom than Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of folks, a lot of kingdoms up on this earth that feels like they've got this and got that. But I'm telling you this and rules in them all. Amen. This is the one, amen, that can run the devil out of your life. This is the one, amen, can say that's enough. This is one that draws the lines that says you can't cross that one. If you don't believe that, ask Job. I can put a hedge around you if I want to and I can protect you from whatever I want to protect you from I can remove it if I want to amen it's my business I'm God I'm a sovereign God and you're my vessels hey I want to be his vessel how about you amen Amen. Amen. love you again tonight appreciate you we stand together and honor the men of the Lord tonight amen to come and to fulfill this pulpit here tonight to preach and to minister unto us hallelujah anybody want to be pulled up I don't care where we are tonight. Everybody wants to be pulled up, right? Pull out of ditches, pull out of that miry clay, pull out of darkness, pull out of doctrines of men, pull into this marvelous light and truth. That's what this pulpit's all about. I believe God's got the right man in this place tonight to preach to us. We appreciate Brother Phillips. I'm telling you, he calls me every time somebody makes a cancellation, you know. I don't mean, you know. <laughs> Uh, I, you know, I don't rejoice over somebody getting sick while they cancel, but I'm sure glad he's here. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. So I want to come preach to us what he feels in his heart. Let's give him a good Bendale work on this pulpit tonight. God bless you. Appreciate you Love
1: Why don't you give that hand clap to Jesus and shout unto God with a voice of triumph? Shout unto God with a voice of praise. Come on, let's praise him together. Let's praise him together. Let's praise him together. Jesus, we love you. We praise you. We worship you. We give you glory, honor, praise, thanksgiving. It belongs unto you, Jesus. It belongs unto you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. I greet you in the name of Jesus Christ, which is still the only saving name. There is none name under heaven among men for by which we must be saved. Name is still worthy to be praised high and lifted up in all the earth. And if you have your Bibles tonight, let's go to the Word of the Lord, the book of Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews chapter 13, we will read one verse of Scripture, verse 15. And while you're turning there, let me say what an honor it is to be back in Bendale. I love this church. I love your pastor and first lady. I just like being around people where I can be myself. And I'm just I'm just an old country boy from McNary County. And uh, I'm I'm honored to be with such wonderful people. People of God. There's nobody else I'd rather be around than the people of God. It's the kind of people I like hanging out with. Hey, Amen. We have more fun than anybody. I know they think they've got it together all figured out. They go out on Friday night and drink until they can't see straight and all that foolishness. But I'm going to tell you, you ain't never had fun till you hang out with the people of God. Amen. Amen. Hebrews chapter 13. Thank you again, Pastor Moore, and I honor you tonight. Hebrews 13 and 15, the Bible says, by him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice. Everyone say sacrifice. Let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. God, help us tonight. I just want to preach for the next few moments what I feel like the Lord has burdened me with for this service. A sacrifice of praise. A sacrifice of praise. Would you help me right now by lifting your hands to the Lord and asking God to move in this place. God, we love you. We thank you, we worship you, we give you glory, we give you honor, we give you thanksgiving. There's nobody like you in heaven or in earth. God, you're so wonderful. You're so wonderful. You're wonderful to me. You're wonderful to us. We've come tonight to worship you in spirit and in truth. We've come tonight to magnify your holy name. I ask you, Lord, right now, let the anointing of the Holy Ghost flow through this house. Saturate each and every one of us. Help somebody tonight to get a revelation, God, of who you are speaking in other tongues as the Spirit fills them and gives them the utterance. In Jesus' name we pray. One more time, would you give the Lord a hand clap of praise. (laughs) Magnify his name together. Come on, why don't you just lift your voice with it right now while you're clapping your hands. And give him some praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen, amen, amen. You may be seated in the fear of the Lord. Writer here begins taking time talking to the Hebrew people in order to understand where we're going tonight. You have to get a proper analogy of who he is writing to. These are the people of God that from Old Testament times have had the understanding of the do's and don'ts, the shalls and shall nots. They understood the order of God. They understood it was more than just order. They understood divine order of God. They understood the Levitical law. They understood The the way that God laid it out through Numbers and Deuteronomy as he then took that Levitical law and made it applicable to the common saint of God, if you will allow me to phrase it like that. And so with that in mind, understanding who they are and understanding that they know an Old Testament way to live for God, they understand what it is like to live in the wilderness, to live in the promised land, and to go every year up to the house of the Lord, bringing a sacrifice unto the Lord. That's the people we're talking about here. And so the writer here takes time, and he begins to tell us of the preeminence of Christ. He tells us and the Hebrew people that Christ is greater than the angels, he tells us and and that was easy for the Hebrew people to accept but he goes a little bit farther and he said oh and by the way Christ is also greater than Moses because this God this Jesus Christ he he did not come to condemn the law but to fulfill the law he was the second part of what Moses wrote to us and then he begins to tell them after he absolutely floors them by telling them that Christ is greater than Moses. He begins to tell them how Christ is a priest after the order of Melchizedek. And that he is more excellent than the priest of Aaron and their order. And then he reaches this place here as he is closing the chapter where the teacher begins to lay it all out on the line and teaches them about having a heart and an altar it is evident that he is telling these Hebrews that they must change the way that they are living for God because he tells them in Hebrews chapter 10 that it is not possible for it to be the blood of bulls and goats that they should take away sin so he tells us in chapter 10 that a body was prepared the blood of the spotless lamb that washed our sins away aren't you thankful for the blood of that lamb so he tells us to draw near with a pure heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water, let us hold fast the profession of faith without wavering. For he then says, for he is faithful, that promised. And so he is telling them and he is telling us that there is a change happening here where the writer that is leading these people that for generations have fallen, the law of Moses to understand the fulfillment of that law for so long their idea of sacrifice has been that I when I sin I bring an animal that is pure in color and spotless and I give him to the priest and the priest was to sacrifice him for me but now that sacrifice that is accepted and requested by God it's not a sacrifice of the blood of bulls and goats anymore but it is a sacrifice of praise this is is not a sacrifice of an animal but the sacrifice of something that comes forth out of our mouth the fruit of our lips as the writer says in our text tonight Uh, we understand according to the uh, book of Luke uh, chapter 6 and verse 45 that Jesus tells us that from the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks and please please forgive me tonight as I lay a little bit leafy foundation but I want you to get what I'm saying right here we we understand that Jesus is telling us that when a man thinks in his heart that's what he's going to speak out so that being said we understand that the writer of Hebrews tell us that the sacrifice of praise is the fruit of our lips but may I present to you on a Wednesday night uh, that nothing gives fruits without first having roots uh, and that the sacrifice of praise that comes uh, from your lips must be rooted and grounded just as in the natural world where fruit is there for everyone to see but the root is buried beneath beneath the surface so it is in a man so that the root of praise is it's beneath the surface it's something that no one can see it's hidden behind the walls of how we live our life and so it comes forth as we begin to praise the Lord. Uh, can I tell you that my praise is, should not just be uh, an outward show of affection. Uh, but it's got to come from my uh, inner man. Uh, I'm not just praising him with my lips. Uh, but with my heart also uh, I offer praise. Uh, it's not just what I do
2: uh, on Wednesday night. Uh, but God help us uh, to understand uh, that it, we don't need lips hurt. Service, but we need the fruit of our lips to come from the roots of our heart and when we praise him it's from my heart I'm not praising him because it's what everybody else does I'm not praising him because pastor wants me to I'm praising him from my heart because I want a relationship with God
1: oh, wow. Wow. hallelujah The book of Hebrews spends much time solidifying two things. One, that Christ died for sins. That sounds so simple to us, but I, I want to reiterate it because it's going to come back up here in a few moments. And that he said, number one, I want you to understand that Christ did indeed die for sins. And two, the second thing that he spends a lot of time reiterating in the book of Hebrews is that there is a new form of sacrifice. It's not the sacrificial blood of animals, but it is the sacrifice of praise. What I've come to preach tonight to this wonderful group of people is that although the formality of sacrifice has changed and it's no longer the blood of an animal but was the blood of Christ that before Paul ever ends this letter he reminds us that we are still required to bring a sacrifice. And understand he was talking to people that knew what sacrifice was. And Paul was writing and telling them although it's not an animal he said it's it's something in you that is the sacrifice of praise. And he was writing to people that understood that in order for something to be a sacrifice, that something had to die. And I'm sorry to tell you on a Wednesday night, but that something is you that something
2: is your will. That something is your plans. That something is your heart. That something is your wallet. That something is your family. Bring a sacrifice of praise. Bring a sacrifice of the inner man. Let it be of the abundance of the heart. And let it speak. But let me tell you something. You can't bring a sacrifice of praise and keep your will intact. You gotta lay it on the altar and you got to let it die there how do i do that preacher i'm going to say it again you take your will and you lay it on the altar you take your plans and you lay it on the altar you take everything you had in mind and you lay it down on an altar and you burn it and you let god have it all how many times have i been guilty
1: of reading this scripture and thinking that a sacrifice of praise uh, is when I'm tired of my body uh, and I come to church uh, and I run the aisles when I don't feel like running uh, and I jump when I don't feel like jumping uh, friend let me tell you uh, a sacrifice of praise is so much more than that uh, that I understand uh, that's got a place in the church uh, I preach that you know I do I've been here enough times uh, you
2: know I love to run uh, and you know I love to jump and shout uh, but there comes a point where you can't jump your way in and you can't shout your way in and you can't run your way in the only way you get in is when you sacrifice yourself and your will and your plan and give it all to God
1: it's, it's a wonderful thing that we know how to run but what scares me is we've got people that know how to run but the problem is, is they're running from their calling We got people that know how to jump, but they're jumping out of the way when God's getting ready to anoint somebody. We got people that know how to shout and do the huckabuck, but they still don't know how to overcome sin because they haven't laid themselves out on an altar. You got to lay it down. You can read of a man by the name of Abraham who has two sons, Ishmael and Isaac. And God speaks to him and says, take your son, your only son, Isaac, Isaac. And bring him to a mountain that I will show you. And sacrifice him there. But what I want you to notice. Something that, that, that stuck out to me Pastor Moore. This week as I was reading this. Or over the last couple weeks rather. As I was reading this. And, and, and it hit me like it had never hit me Before. And that was simply that before God ever asked Abraham to bring Isaac on and put him on top of the altar and sacrifice him there, he asked him to drive Ishmael and Hagar out into the wilderness. That before he ever asked for the sacrifice of his only son, he said, you've got to disconnect yourself from the things that you created when you got out of the will of God. Well, what does that have to do with the sacrifice of praise? God was telling Abraham uh, that for so long, uh, we, uh, we, we've we got the misinterpretation of what an altar really is. Uh, I believe that an altar is a place where we come uh, and we repent. Uh, but God was telling Abraham, uh, I don't want your sin on the altar. I want your best on the altar. Uh, for so long, we've become a generation uh, that has learned how to lay down our sin uh, without laying down ourselves. Uh,
2: we've learned how to bring all of our burdens uh, and put them on the altar altar but we don't know how to lay our blessings down and put those on the altar too can I preach to you tonight God did not ask you to bring your burden and put it on the altar God did not ask you he didn't ask you for all of that he said bring me my. I want a pure lamb I want a holy lamb I want the best that you've got I don't want your worst bring me your best you want to know what got people in more trouble than anything
1: uh, in the Old Testament? is when they brought a sacrifice to God uh, that was maimed and lamed and halted. Uh, and it looked right on the in- outside. Uh, but when you cut it open, uh,
2: there was something wrong uh, on the inside of it. Uh, God said, if you bring me that, I'll reject it. Uh, I understand. Get get what I'm
1: preaching tonight. I want you to I want you to get me. I'm not telling you you can't repent at an altar, but I am telling you that Abraham, if you're going to do this sacrifice thing right,
2: you've got to take all your sin and you've got to drive it into the wilderness. Abraham, I want you to put your problems down, and I want you to bring your promise, and I want you to. God, I want you to put your promise uh, on the altar. One of the greatest detriments uh, of this generation uh, is that we have learned uh, how to lay down our problem uh, and keep holding on to our promise. No, you got to lay your promise down on an altar.
1: We can see it in the book of Leviticus. It's plain as day. Leviticus chapter 16. God tells them when they have a way. He gives them the formality of a sacrifice for a sin offering. He says what you do is you take two goats. This is the day of atonement. This is the day where the wrath of God is turned into mercy. This is where Shekinah glory comes down. And what what would make God... Want to wipe them off the face of the earth as a, as a nation. God turns his wrath away and gives them mercy. That's happening on this day. This is kind of a big deal. Everything that they've done that was wrong for the last year is being hinged on this day. You know what God told them? It's, it's, it's the same type of Abraham and Ishmael and Isaac. He said, you take two goats and you lay your hands. You have a- a- Abram, you have Aaron. Take his hands and lay them on the goats of one, on on the head of one goat. And when you do, he confesses the sin of Israel upon that goat. Wouldn't you, you have hate to been there that day when he started confessing the sins of Israel? I mean, how would you feel if we brought a goat in here and Pastor Moore got up and said, "Okay, you stand up. This is what you did January first at twelve oh seven p.m. in front of the whole church." I got a feeling that'd be Slim Pickens on that Sunday morning. Can you imagine what they were going through as Aaron stands there with his hands on a goat and he begins to profess the sins of Israel upon the goat. And then you read your Bible, it'll tell you that then he is to hand over that goat to a fit man. And the fit man is to drive that goat, bearing the sins of Israel, out into the wilderness to where he can never return again. And then he said, now, once you've got the sin out of the camp, you take the other goat
2: and you put him on the altar and you burn him and you drain his blood and you take that blood into the holy of holies and you sprinkle it upon the altar you know what he was saying he was saying you know what you need to do with your junk you need to drive that into the wilderness I don't want that on the altar I put that on the cross come on he put your sins on the cross uh, so that you can drive them into the wilderness uh, and you can bring your best uh, and lay it down Uh, uh, I'm telling somebody tonight uh, you got to make up in your mind uh, am I going to put Isaac on the altar or am I going to put Ishmael on the altar Uh, am I happy uh, just giving God a sacrifice uh, that will suffice him uh, or do I want my best uh, to be on the altar
1: I've heard statements Pastor Moore please forgive me if I get out of line But I've heard statements Over the last couple of years That grieve me Stuff like I'm glad you're getting an education But get you an education and get over it No Get you an education and get it on the altar I'm glad you're getting a good job, but get you a good job and get over it. No, don't get over it. Get you a good job and get it on the altar. I- I want God to take everything. I I, I want God to look down at my sacrifice of praise and say that's what I wanted right there all along. Come unto me
2: all ye that are heavy laden and I will give you rest. I'll take the sin off your shoulders. But one thing I'm asking you to do is lay yourself down on an altar.
1: You see, a sacrifice of praise, I, I'm, again, y'all know me, so y'all know where, where I stand on all this praise stuff. But a sacrifice of praise isn't goosebumps. Mm. A sacrifice of praise isn't all the feel-goods that we r- really like. I like that kind of stuff, but that's not a sacrifice of praise. That's a shout of praise. And there are places in scripture where you must give God a shout of praise in in order to get victory. But I'm going to tell you something right now. Your sin is not a sacrifice when you lay that down. That's a requirement for salvation.
2: I'm going to say that again. Your sin, laying down sin is not a sacrifice. That's a requirement for you to be saved. Well, I came to the Lord and I gave him my drinking problem. And I gave him my pornography problem. And I gave him my cheating problem. And I gave him my, no, that's not what he asked for. He asked for you to get on the altar. Leave all that at the door and put yourself on an altar. Put yourself there on my I'm preaching to somebody on a Wednesday night uh, that you're frustrated uh, because you shout and nothing happens uh, and you run uh, and it's still the same stuff. uh, But maybe uh, that the reason you haven't got your miracle is because uh, you gave a shout of praise uh, but you haven't given a sacrifice of praise. uh, And God said, I'm thankful for the hand clap uh, and I'm thankful for the shout uh, but what I want is your life.
1: It's uncomfortable. It don't feel good. You put, I, God, I can't even imagine. Abraham, I want you to drive this child out. And I want you to take your son, your only son. Listen to me. The thing that all of your hopes and dreams are riding on. I want you to take the thing... That the promise that I gave you, yeah, this, this is a God thing. It, from this point of view, it almost looks like God is an Indian giver. Almost. Just hear me out. Let me, let me preach it all the way through. I gave you Isaac. Now you take the thing that I told you. You know you don't have any other children. You know I don't recognize Ishmael. You know the blessings in Isaac. And that word I gave you that your seed is going to be like the stars of heaven and the sands of the seashore. It's all wrapped up in this. And I want you to take this and take it on, up on top of a mountain and lay it down. The Bible says that Abraham does as the Lord has instructed him. And he gets a knife in his hand. I, I, I can't imagine... The anguish that's going through Abraham. Take your promise. Take your own flesh and blood. And lay it on the altar. But the truth of the matter is. as God's asking each and every one of us to do it right now. And draw back the knife. Can you imagine the cry of grief that's coming out of Abraham? As he looks at the knife. And he knows. This is it. As he draws back the knife, there's a voice from heaven, "Abraham, Abraham!" The hand of the Lord stays the knife. Some theologians would say that God physically stopped the forward momentum as Abraham was coming down. God Almighty, reaches out and grabs the hand of Abraham and says, "Look." And so he takes that ram turns, he sees the ram in the thicket. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm getting to where I'm going here. He takes that ram that God prepared himself. And he takes it and he puts it upon the altar. And the Bible says that he kills it and he burns it. You want to know why some of us are struggling and living for God? is because we're comfortable killing it, but we're not comfortable burning it. Because as long as it's not burnt, I have a memory of what it could have been. And it, oh yeah, as long as it's not burnt up. Can I just preach it to you the way a country boy would preach to you and tell you that there's people in this house tonight that are walking around with dead goats and you're toting them around because, no, it's not alive and it's not everything it used to be, but at least it's not burnt up and at least I can still see it and and, and at least I can still touch my hopes and my dreams and I know I'll never get there because I gave some things up for God, but you're not in all the way and then you want to cry and complain and say, well, pastor, I'm burnt out. I don't know why we got to have so much. Church, let me tell you something. Now. You won't get burnt out if you're burnt up.
2: You you there ain't no such thing as burnt out when you put it all on the altar and you struck the fire of sacrifice uh, and you burn it. Uh, I know, I know, I know without a shadow of a doubt, because I've been there too. And when you lay it on the altar, just, just humor me for a moment. Can you imagine what it smelled like?
1: As they took a goat, something that stinks anyway. And you ever smell burnt hair? It stinks. And then they they, they were to take all of it, drain the blood out of it, and take it all and lay it on the altar and burn it up. Can you imagine, Pastor Moore, what it smelled like on the Day of Atonement? As as the smell of burnt hair and burnt flesh. And, and I'm not trying to be uh, nasty tonight. But the gore of the guts being burnt up as they were laid on the altar. It was as if God was saying, I know do you sacrifice stinks. But somehow... In the middle of that, God came down. And when he seen their sacrifice, he said, that's what I wanted. That, that, that's the thing that I needed from you to let me know that you were really serious about this thing. I know, I know, I get it, I know. We don't bring a sacrifice of a ram anymore. But he asked us, he said, no, no, don't, don't bring the blood of the bulls and the goats. But bring me the sacrifice of praise. Let something die and put it on the altar. And burn it up. And the Bible tells uh, us. Throughout history, we can see glimpses of it in the Bible, but you can you, you can really do a lot of study into this stuff. You can find that Israel, you you don't have to study really hard to find out that Israel is a desert place. But it's yet a place that the wind blows all the time. And the Israelites couldn't figure it out because on the day of atonement, as the wind would blow. And they would take that sacrifice and lay it on the altar. That the smoke of the Lord would go up. And all of you country boys know what I'm talking about. When I say when you start a fire and there's wind, the smoke don't go straight up. And They couldn't figure it out because the smoke wasn't driven away. The smoke wasn't driven away by the wind. But the smoke in the middle of the wind would continue to go straight up into the heavens as God received their sacrifice. And it's as if God was saying, when you lay it on the altar and you burn it up, there's not a wind that'll blow that will keep me from coming down and having relationship with
2: you. That I Present your body, therefore, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service.
1: I'm just going to preach. This may get uncomfortable for somebody, but you can just, if the shoe fits, wear it, okay? We are so worried about what our children are going to see. Let me tell you something what our children need to see. Our children need to know what real sacrifice looks like. Can I preach to you and tell you that the reason your children may not be interested in church is because you've been living for God carrying around a dead goat
2: and you haven't laid it all on the altar
1: I promise Pastor Moore I'd rather preach something than us sh- slang, uh, swung from the chandeliers tonight uh, but God wouldn't let me alone uh, God wanted me to come
2: here because somebody's frustrated uh, in living for God uh, and you're frustrated in watching your children go to hell in a handbasket. Uh, but the truth of the matter is is maybe you don't need to look at them uh, maybe you need to look at your altar and see if there was something uh, that's been burned out there any ashes uh, on your altar when was the last time your children uh, seen mama and daddy uh, say no we're not going to buy that extra deal uh, but we're going to go to the church uh, and we're going to give it to a missionary when was the last time uh, that you laid your wallet on the altar I know we get uncomfortable
1: when we start preaching about money. I don't want your money. I'm here to preach to you what God told me to preach to you. But the Bible tells us that money answereth all things. And so many times uh, people have perverted that and took it out of context and say, well, if I have enough money, I can answer all the questions. No,
2: it's asked to say, if you'll show me where your money's at, I'll show you where your heart's at and I'll show you what your sacrifice looks like. When was the last time you gave until it hurt? Until your children saw you saying, I'm not buying a new gun for near season. I'm not buying a new purse. I'm going to the house of God. And I'm going to lay it on the altar. I'm going to give it to God.
1: I'm not bragging. Please don't don't misunderstand me. The more it's just the way I was raised. I go on vacation. You know what I do? go to church. Because my parents raised me. Yes, family time is important. But what's more important than my family is my relationship with Him. And if I'm not willing to lay my children on an altar of sacrifice and show them that no yeah we'll go to Branson but we're going to take two nights out and we're going to preach for a home missionary and and we're going to, we're, we're going to walk into that church uh, when we could be sitting down at a restaurant and we're, we're going to tell them about the goodness of Jesus yeah we
2: could do all of that stuff but I'm
1: telling you this is just the way it was put in me from a young man God wants to be
2: Lord of all or not at all what does God what do you have that God doesn't have access to come on I'm preaching to a young person I'm preaching to a saint of God I'm asking you the question when was the last time you gave him a sacrifice of praise
1: sacrifice hurts I can't tell you how many times as a young man I didn't understand it until I got a little bit older daddy would say no not going to do that this time not going there this time. Why not? God's blessed us. We can afford it. Yep, but the ill is that sometimes if we're not careful our blessing will become our burden. Amen. And we'll get so caught up in the blessings of God that we forget He still requires a sacrifice. Amen. You understand that that's what this thing is founded on. That moment that you transition, that moment that you... We we can see it in the garden. As the musicians come, I I promise, I'm not going to preach much longer. But we, we see it in the garden. There's that struggle. There's that knife in his hand. Father,
2: if it be thy will,
1: let this cup pass from me. And he looks at the knife. And he leans in. But there's nobody to hold him back. Nevertheless, if it it be Thy will, this is not what I want. This is not what I got in mind. This is this ain't my plans. Can I tell you that God never works with what you have in mind? Well, preacher, I, I I think I'd just be a lot more happy if 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 this is not what I had in mind. God is not trying to work with what you got in mind. Since when were you so big and bad that you could command the universe? Where were you at, Job? Where where, where were you when I hung the morning? When when the morning stars rejoiced, where were you? Where were you at when I formed the seas and called the land apart? Where where were you when I when I created the mountain ranges? Where were you, Job? And Job sitting in a pot of ashes covered in balls. You know what? I've come to understand how much of an anomaly Job really was. Job got frustrated. Job, nobody ever preaches from the middle part of Job. Everybody just preaches from the beginning and the end. But There's a lot of me in there. But there was a line that Job refused to cross because the Bible says, yet Job, charge not God foolishly. I, I, you know, I have every right to say, what are you doing? Have you lost your mind? You're supposed to be the God of heaven and earth and you got me down here going through this. Job understood that there are some things that you don't get in the shout. Some things that you can only get in the sacrifice. There are some things you only get when you kill it You burn it and there's nothing left but the ashes of what I could have had. And God looks down and says, that's what praise really looks like. Uh, Let let me just tell you, I I believe you got to clap your hands. I believe you got to run the aisles. I worry about people that don't know how to get out and dance. I, I, I'm, I'm going to worry about it. I'm going to check on you. I'm, I'm going to preach to you if you can't run the aisles at least every now and again. But let me tell you something. When it really gets down to the nitty gritty, you want to know what God's looking for. You Say, you know what? I give you all of me. Everything I hope to be, everything I dream to be, all of the good stuff about me, all of my efforts, come on now, don't get quiet on me now, all my effort, all my plan, everything that I got, I give it to you. You want to know one of the hardest prayers that Jacob Phillips has ever prayed and one of the greatest tests that I've ever had to walk through? It's when I, as a 16-year-old boy, told God, Lord, there's nothing that I have that you don't have access to. And God said, oh, really? and so God just starts walking down the aisles of my life and saying I want that and 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 Sister Moore as a 16 year old boy I had a revelation and I wept and it hurt but I said God you can have that you can have that and you can have that and you can have that you want to know why I would not be standing here before you today if at that moment I said no God give me the knife I'm I'm, I'm, no 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 let's not go there let's not
2: let's not do that Let, let me control what I let me put Ishmael on the altar not Isaac not my plan not my promise but now I said God you can have it all and when you give God all he gives you all
1: stand with me if you would just imagine I I, I know you know who I'm preaching to and I'm I'm not here to embarrass you I'm not here to call you out I'm not here to put you on the spotlight but you know I'm preaching to you you can look around and see how much blessing and favor of God that you've got trying to offer up Ishmael just imagine what would happen if you would give him your Isaac you've been giving God part half whether it's in your money whether it's in your time whether it's in your family whatever it is that you're, you're just giving God part of what you've got I'm not telling you tonight by no means to quit your job and live at the church Don't don't get it twisted. Please don't get it twisted. Sister Moore standing over there saying, please, please, God, no, don't, no. Don't do that. But I'm going to tell you, it wouldn't hurt to pray the prayer, God. There's nothing I have that you don't have access to. This is my sacrifice of praise. I'm going to challenge you right now. Everyone that would, I don't want to make this uncomfortable for anybody. So if you're here tonight, would you just help me and and help me to not make it uncomfortable for somebody here that really wants to run to the altar as bad, as hard as they can right now, but they'd be embarrassed. Would everyone that would you make your way to the altar? And would you come not not not, not with money and not, not with things, but with you? And and if giving God, if giving you If me giving myself to you means the money, means the house, means the
2: car, then I'm okay with that. But more than anything, I just want you to know that I give you myself.
1: Come on, I wish you'd pray right now. I wish you'd pray like it was a true sacrifice of praise. Come on, I I wish you'd lift your voice right now. Let, let, let there be a quiet cry of anguish that comes out of Abraham as he pulls back the knife, as his hopes and his dreams are laid on the altar. Come on, is that really how you feel? Because when you really give him a sacrifice of praise, uh, it's more than a whisper, but
2: it's a sound of travail that comes out of you. God, I give you my all.
1: Come on, come on, as they begin to sing. Would you would you lay it down? Would you lay it down? Come on, young lady. Come on, young man. Come on, ain't saint of God. Woo! Come on, the Holy Ghost is here right now. Come on, God wants to bless you. God wants to use you. God wants to give you victory.
2: God wants to give you favor. God wants to bless you like you've never been blessed before. But He's holding back the blessing until you lay it on the altar. When was the last time you sat down? And you put his words into action. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And all these other things will be added unto you. Come on, I need the kingdom of God. I want to be a part of the kingdom. More than I want a new house. More than I want a new car. More than I want a bigger banking account. More than I want this or that God. I want you. And I give you myself.
1: I'm, I'm just going to obey the holy ghost right now there's a man in this church god's been dealing with you about financial things and giving more and and laying some things
2: out on the altar and you've been looking at it and saying well i don't know what it's I'm, I'm telling you right now the holy ghost is trying to bless you but he's testing you and asking you what do you have that i don't have access to yes. I can't get
1: Woo. step away step. Come, on, come
2: on come 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 on lay it all out lay it all out god i give you everything
3: Oh, oh.
1: The ghost is asking you right now. Would you give it? Would you give it? Come on, come on, lift your voice one more time. Come on, we're, we're, we're gonna go here in just a minute, but would you, right where you are, if you're at the altar with your knees bent, whatever you are, would you just lift your hands and surrender? Come on, come on, I lift my hands. That's what that means, I surrender. I surrender. Come on, whether you're at the altar, you're standing across the back, wherever you are, would you just lift your hands? Come on, they're gonna sing it one more time. I surrender Jesus come on, why don't you surrender your will your way to him you'll feel a lot better if you let God run your life I, I know you're smart but you're not smart enough and I, I I know you might be strong but you're near not near enough strong enough you you need the power of the Holy Ghost and the only way he's going to take over is if you give him all
3: To you, Oh, my, my life, life is not, not my, my own, own, but to you, you I belong. belong I give myself, oh. I, give I give myself, myself to you I give myself away, I Lord, yes I do I give to myself away, Lord, Lord, I, I give, give myself, Lord, I give myself to you today All that I am, O que I am.
2: Lord. Come on, burn the goat. Burn the goat tonight. Burn the goat. Don't drag it any longer. You try to resurrect it. You try to resurrect it. It's time to burn it. You can't resurrect it. Burn up goat. Time to
0: burn it. I tell you, it's time to burn it. Vendale, Mississippi, it's time to burn the goat. Be the pace. Let the pace be the pace. Put it under the blood. Put it under the
3: blood. Praise me. I believe I believe all, to your Jesus, my yeah. life is not my, own, not my own. To I I own, but to you I belong. is oh. well, not it's not, not my own, own. It's not my but own. to you I belong, I give, myself, I, give myself, I, give you, I give myself away, I give given to you, I to you, I give to I give hold nothing back, but all that I have is that it's away. available to you, Help us, Jesus, help us, Jesus, to burn it all, God, to burn it all, God, to allow it to become the ashes on the altar of the Lord, that there'll be a hot, coal left, that when I open that praise, on the altar God that there would be an incense that is pleasing to you and we enter into the holiest of all with praise to cover that we die not God in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus You're
0: myself on the altar it's not going to force us it's not going to make us now he can put some prayer rooms in our lives but really what he's looking for is coming willing and putting it on the altar my passion my will, my dreams. Thank you, brother. What a message in this house tonight. There's no doubt in my heart or mind tonight that we have heard from heaven, heard from God. Sometimes we need to wake up in the morning time. See there, devil, I told you God loves us. He wouldn't send a man of God, amen, hallelujah, preach the word like he did if he didn't love us. He loves us. Being he loves us, you know what? I'm selling myself out to him. <laughs> Praise God. Love you tonight. Appreciate. What a presence. What a touch of God. That's right. Break up. Man, well, i tell you what. We need the foul ground to break up. Fountains, amen, to burst forth. It may be winds tonight, but I'm telling you, it don't make any difference. Praise God. The world's just getting started out there. You get to looking at it. <laughs> that's, that's where we're headed. Amen. We want to do what God wants us to do in Bendale, Mississippi. Amen. To be pleasing unto Him. Amen. To be used of God. To, to break down some walls and barriers. <whistles> Cut me off. Don't, don't let me go outside. Tell me when I can. All right. All right. We'll talk a little bit.